0: Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Podcast. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I'm your host, Reagan Rose. Well guys, today I'm gonna be talking about the topic of self-discipline. Namely, in regards to a Christian's approach to productivity, I'm convinced that self-discipline is the gateway to Christian maturity. But before we get into that, if you are new to the podcast, uh, please do subscribe, rate us if you haven't yet, and thank you for listening. And thank you also to all the Patreon supporters, appreciate you guys so much. And uh, if you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, uh, for just a few bucks a month, you can help support this podcast, the videos that I'm working on, as well as the blog for Redeeming Productivity. Well, you can do that at patreon.com slash redeemingprod. Check it out. $5 and up supporters send you some cool stickers, which you can stick on things as stickers are wont to do. Okay, that's all for that. Um, Also, a little bit of housekeeping. Over the weekend, I was in... South Carolina is preaching at a church there, which is lovely, lovely people, great uh, to meet saints from different parts of the country, people you've never met before, but who share the common bond in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's always special. Also, getting settled in at Not the Bee, we've got a studio that's kind of underway. I was actually going to record this episode in our studio but I decided to do it before I headed over there. So yeah, it's a, it's an exciting, kind of a scary time of life, to be honest with you. <laughs> Just a little personal update. Making the plunge from leaving a, a very secure, steady, great job with grace to you, and and taking the plunge into some new endeavors. It's a little bit frightening, but it's an opportunity to trust the Lord. And it's an opportunity to, to kind of, I guess, stress test some of the things that I've been teaching on here for so long about trying to be productive as a Christian, because every single moment counts now. But that's enough about me. Let's get into the meat of the episode. So also, one last thing before I jump into it. I wrote a companion piece for this episode, which I'll be linking to in the show notes. So if you'd rather read this or if you listen to it and you're like, hey, that's a that would make a good article. Well, guess what? I already wrote an article. So I'll link to that. And it's just called Self-Discipline is the Gateway to Christian Maturity. But yeah let's talk about that. I think all of us probably know people in our lives who kind of seem to have it all together, especially some believers. I mean, I remember growing up, I, I grew up in church and I remember this kid, Caleb, who had, anytime we did like sword drills, if you ever did that, where you had to look up a passage, he always won. Anytime there was like Bible trivia stuff, he always got it. He just was really well put together, always well dressed. He just seemed like a guy who knew the Lord, knew the Bible. If you asked him to pray for you for something, he actually did. He'd come back weeks later and be like, Hey, I've been praying for you. Can you give me an update on that? And I always looked at people like that and was like, man, I really wish I was like that. I wish I had it put together. And obviously everybody has their struggles, but the idea of having just a consistent walk with the Lord and and not just that, but a consistent life in general, where things are organized, everything's just not chaotic all the time. That's always appealed to me. And that's really what got me interested in the topic of productivity and especially looking at it from a Christian standpoint is I want that and I don't have that. You know, I, I, (laughs) I struggle, you know, to get out of bed. I struggle to, you know, not pick up my phone first thing instead of going for my Bible. And it's hard and it's a struggle, I think, for all of us well, where do we begin? How do we learn this? How do we become more disciplined? And the reason I'm talking about discipline is because I really do believe, like I said in the title, that discipline is the gateway to Christian maturity. I think if we can master ourselves in Christ's power, we will find ourselves maturing. We will find ourselves being more sanctified. And all the side benefits of that is our lives become a bit more orderly. I do think there is good news, while you know people like Caleb that I mentioned are more naturally disposed to being disciplined, I don't think that discipline is just an innate quality that some people have and some people don't, like blue eyes or male pattern baldness or something. I think discipline can be cultivated, it can be grown, and by it we too can grow in our Christ-likeness. So. What we're gonna do is I wanna look at this week, we're gonna look at what Christian discipline is and why we need it. And then depending on time, I'll probably do a separate episode on actual like practical steps for cultivating discipline in our lives. But I think it's such an important topic that it warrants digging deep into actually what discipline is because there's a lot of misconceptions that I see and that I've had about what it means to be a disciplined person. So when I talk about self-discipline, what am I referring to? I'm referring to that stalwart, steady determination to keep going, come hell, come high water. Discipline is, is that thing that makes us choose to do what we ought to do when our flesh is telling us to do what we want to do. And, and, to be sure, I don't think discipline is some optional side virtue, you know, like some people could, some Christians can be disciplined Christians and other ones can be like, well, you know, <laughs> I'll, I, I don't need to worry about all that. I'll just get in to heaven by the skin of my teeth or something. It's not an option. It's part of being a Christian. And I do believe that if your true desire is to grow into Christlikeness, the best thing you can do is learn to cultivate discipline in yourself. Because it's by discipline that we take hold of the means of grace that God's provided us for our spiritual flourishing. Do I mean by that the disciplined man or woman of God, they're going to be opening up the word of God daily. They're going to be fighting for times of secret prayer. They're going to not uh, find excuses for not being with their fellow saints. And all those things are, are what we call the means of grace is that, you know, God, God, through his word, through prayer, through fellowship, blesses us. He helps us to grow, but we have to put ourselves, as it were, in the way of those things. And if we aren't disciplined, we're not going to crack open the Bible. We're not going to pray when there's so many other exciting things we could do, like be on your phone or something. And even on on Sundays, it's, it's hard, especially now, to get to church if your church is open. And we're not going to do that unless we have discipline. So when I talk about discipline being the gateway to Christian maturity, this is exactly what I mean is it takes discipline to put yourself in the way of the means of grace, take hold of those and let God grow you through them into a mature believer. And I think we see this when the Bible actually talks about Christian maturity. So when Paul was writing to Titus, he is talking about selecting elders. And Paul's telling Titus, here's what you need to look for in guys that you're going to select for elders in the churches in Crete. You want primarily guys who are disciplined. Listen to this. This is Titus 1, 5 through 9. And it's describing the type of people that Titus should look for. Here's the things he lists. He says, mature Christians are not open to the charge of debauchery. They're not insubordinate. They're not drunkards. They're not tw- quick-tempered. And then positively says instead, these people that you would look for as elders, they would be self-controlled, upright, holy, disciplined. And I know he lists disciplined there, but I think all of these you could say are aspects of discipline. Is somebody who's not living a wild life, who's not insubordinate, you know, who's not a a drunkard or or loses their temper all the time. People with self-control, people who are holy, people who live upright lives are disciplined people. Those are the marks of qualified elders, precisely because those are the marks of Christian maturity. Let me put it negatively. Again, an undisciplined believer is an immature believer. And so if you think it's okay that you just don't have any self-discipline, that you just say, well, I'm just, you know, one of those guys, I I think it's great that some people are more disciplined and they get things done and, you know, they, they really are in the word every day, but I just, that's not my personality. Well, I would submit to you that it's not a personality issue. It's a character issue and it needs to be changed. You need to become a disciplined Christian if you're going to mature. And thankfully, God has not left us empty-handed. He hasn't said, all right, go be disciplined. Good luck. Just work and try really hard. There is an element of effort involved in learning self-discipline, but you have to recognize that the, the source of discipline is the Holy Spirit. Self-control, after all, is a fruit of the Spirit. You see that in Galatians 5, 22 through 24. And every Christian is indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Of Romans 8, 9. And he is the one who causes us to produce those fruits, those virtuous fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, right? And self-control. And so that means that not only has Christ called us to self-discipline, he's actually given us the power to become disciplined, to become self-controlled. And like I said, that doesn't mean that this is a fruit that's obtained without having to kind of climb the tree, but It says, you know, second Peter one, five, we need to make every effort to cultivate those virtues in ourselves. So it is a struggle. It is a fight. It is something that we have to deliberately seek out becoming more disciplined, becoming more self-controlled, but it is a comfort to know that the source of that is the indwelling spirit. And that should give you great confidence that as you seek to become more disciplined, one, you need to do it in his power. you need to be praying about it and asking for it. And well like I said, we'll get into practical stuff later, but do it should give you confidence that this is something God wants for you. This is not like this is not like praying for a Ferrari or something. This is praying for the very thing that God wants most for you, which is your maturity, your Christ likeness, your sanctification. And what's cool about prayers like that is they have a guaranteed success rate. If you ask, For things according to God's will, you know that you have them. And is your maturity according to God's will? It sure is. So ask for it, pray for it, and work for it. Work for that self-discipline, that self-control. So that's that when I talk about discipline, that's what it is. that's where it comes from in, in the, it's not just you know beating your willpower into doing things. Uh, we'll talk about willpower some, but I wanted to frame it in a biblical sense as we do here. So let's ask another question which you probably already have some answers for, but why do we need discipline? Why do we need self-discipline? I would argue we need self-discipline in order to grow as Christians, sure, which we've talked about, but also to achieve pretty much anything of significance in our lives. And this is definitely, you know, by order of importance, some of the things we'll talk about here are less important than obviously your Christian maturity, but they're not unimportant. And what I mean is I'm talking about the things we do in lives, whether our, our plans come to fruition, will we succeed at things we put our hand to, you will never in life have success at anything without discipline. Think about this. Here's an example. If two people set out to run their first marathon, why is it that one of them succeeds and another fails? maybe you've known people like this, like, I'm going to run my first marathon. And, uh, you know, they get the the really cool Hoka running shoes. And, you know, they, they have shorts that are way too short. And, you know, they do the whole deal. And one of them succeeds, ends up running the 26.2, and the other one never gets past a 5k. Why is it that one succeeds and another fails? In a particular circumstance, you might point to Well, this guy had more going on, you know, this, this fluke happened, he had an injury, he had this and this and this, and, and those things are true. But I think if we had to boil it down, what really determines when one succeeds and another fails is discipline. It's discipline because even you can fight through injuries. You can, you know, it might take longer, but you can fight through injuries. You, if you get really busy, discipline helps you to prioritize and say, no, I want to run this fire or whatever it is, a marathon. (laughs) I want to run this thing and I'm going to make sure that I'm able to do it. And that's going to mean some sacrifices, but it's discipline that enables you to do that. One more example. Why is it that one person's new year's resolutions succeed while another's fall flat by February? What's the difference maker? It's discipline. It's discipline. We need discipline if we want to see consistent results in any area of our lives, whether that's spiritual or otherwise. And discipline is so often the difference maker between success and failure. So it's important. We need it. We want it. The undisciplined person might accomplish great things. Okay. So let's admit that, that there are obviously examples of guys in hoodies starting you know, these amazing multi-million dollar corporations or something. And you're like, how is that person doing anything? He's so lazy. He's wearing a hood. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. I don't know why a hoodie is the sign of laziness. It's not, I hope, because I like, I like a good cozy hoodie. But the point is, obviously some people succeed in life and in different things that aren't disciplined. But what I would submit is the answer to uh, that is that those people succeed only by flukes. It's it's luck. It's serendipity. They're not going to succeed consistently without discipline. No one does. Their wins, if you want to call them that, are inconsistent at best because they are a result of luck and not discipline. Show me a man with a pattern of success and productivity and I will show you a disciplined person. Likewise, show me a woman who walks with the Lord and I will show you a disciplined person. Discipline leads to consistency, which is the mark of maturity. It's easy to once in a while do great things or succeed at something, or to have a good week where you're walking with the Lord, but maturity is a consistent pattern of life. And that only comes by being disciplined. And I would also say, why, why do we need discipline? That's what we're talking about. We need discipline because temptation is everywhere everywhere we live in a world full of temptations obviously temptation to sin is is everywhere and always has been but the temptation to be undisciplined is unique to this era more than any other and you know exactly what i'm talking about we are bombarded we are bombarded like the bombardier beetle we have phones we have television we have laptops we have ipads we have email, we have just constant, constant noise pumping into our ears and eyes all day long. And the temptation there is, I don't think overtly sinful, but what happens is, is an otherwise kind of benign diversion, like scrolling social media or something, if that's left unchecked, it can turn into an unhealthy indulgence or even an addiction. Like, like, you know, people become addicted to watching football and this has made discipline all the more valuable in modern life. So you'd think in terms of macroeconomics supply and demand, right? Something that has a a low supply and a high demand is going to be valued higher. Well, consider discipline from an economic perspective because discipline is becoming rarer and rarer in this kind of pampered age of distraction. The person who has discipline, enjoys nearly limitless opportunities. If you can cultivate discipline in your life, you can walk closely and mature in your relationship with the Lord, but also the rest of the areas of your life, you can enjoy success and opportunities and consistency. Unlike 99% of people in modern times, because discipline is so rare and so hard to cultivate because of all these temptations. But you know, media, advertising, affluence, the desire for self-gratification, it's always gonna be dangled before you like a carrot on a stick. You're always gonna have that chance to just take a break and, and just, well, why don't I just take the easy way and enjoy this? It's always right there and it's so easy to get. And when there's always an easier path, we are always going to be tempted to say yes to it. But discipline is the very thing that helps us to say, yes, to the harder path, even when the carrot uh, might not come until much, much later. It's discipline that makes us make that choice between short-term gratification and long-term maturity, long-term success, long-term reward. So we need discipline if we are to resist temptation and kind of rise above the waterline and be mature and productive Christians that God created us to be. Conversely, Consider that many of the sins we fight against are merely the fruits of an undisciplined life. So we're talking about why we need discipline. And I'm arguing that another reason we need it is because we need discipline to fight sin in our lives, to mortify those besetting sins that we struggle with for so long, but we can't overcome. Think about this. Think of how many, sins are, are really issues of, of, of discipline. Gossip. Gossip is the fruit of an undisciplined tongue. I mean, that's exactly how it's described in James. Lust is an undisciplined mind. Anger, it's an undisciplined pride. You know, people say something to you and it, you know, know, makes your pride prick up and you lose your cool. We need discipline to overcome these besetting sins in the spirit's power. I mean, that's what self-control, I mean, and we're talking about the fruit of the spirit. That's what self-control is talking about. It's having that mastery of your own soul, of your own mind, of your own spirit, so that you are choosing to do those things which are pleasing to God rather than things that are displeasing to him. It's a level of control. It's discipline. So we need discipline to overcome those sins. And if we would not be mastered by sin, we have to learn to master sin. Our souls Uh, see first Corinthians six, especially verse 12. So for this task, we need discipline. And as I'm giving reasons for why we need discipline, let me just kind of close it out with the most important reason. Most importantly, we need discipline because Christ has called us to it. Uh, You can ignore everything else I've said so far. If you say, well, I don't know if discipline's really for me. Well, if you're a Christian, it's for you. It's what you've been called to. I consider Mark eight thirty four. Jesus said, and calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That call to radical self-denial, that's the call that every Christian heeds when they turn from their sin and turn to Christ, right? In, in salvation, you, you come to Christ. You deny yourself. You die to yourself. and You take up his cross and follow him. But it's also the call that we daily take up as we walk the path of sanctification and obedience. We are always taking up our cross. We are always dying to self. We're putting to death the old man. We are putting the flesh down and choosing the life of the spirit. So it's a daily thing. And self-denial requires self-discipline. Listen to this. I'll, I'll read a short passage for you. This is the Apostle Paul talking about, this in 1 Corinthians nine twenty four through 27. He says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control lest, after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. So if you want to grow as a Christian, I would tell you a great place to start is learning discipline, because self-discipline is the gateway to Christian maturity. And I will stop this episode here, but the next episode I'm going to talk about actual practical steps you can take to cultivate self-discipline in your life, as well as dispel some common misunderstandings about discipline. And even there's some interesting research on willpower that's come out that I will touch on in that episode as well. But that's it for this week. Thanks you. Thanks you (laughs) for listening. And I will see you again here next week. But until I do remember this, that in whatever you do, Do it well and do it all to the glory of God.